Uh, Mississippi State wins the Golden Egg 24-22. And uh, Mike Leach is no longer Ofer in the rivalry. And that'll be good for Mike Leach with the Mississippi State fan base. He'll actually get invited over somewhere in Starkville for drinks and some food or something um, in Starkville. Somebody text us on the Ag Up Equipment text line that the Golden Egg Trophy was in Ashbrook Country Club or something. I don't know where that is. Anyway, maybe Blake does. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Our SEC Insider Hits on Monday. Presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent, favorites.com, favorites.com. And yes, they do life insurance too. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com, thezone1059.com. And the Out of Bounds radio app will have Tom Luganville and Steve Robertson on. Luganville at 8.30, Steve Robertson at 9.30 on the Yingling Lager guest line. I got it. Okay, Ashbrook Clubhouse, not Country Club. Ashbrook Neighborhood, got it. And uh, so evidently the Golden Egg was there yesterday. I don't know how it got there, but it did. And according to Chris, he was excited about it. So good for Chris. Um, Live in the Bank Plus studio. Zach Arnett was uh, really the talk of the town throughout the weekend and his defense, Crumity and Watson, among others. Did you see the total tackles? Uh, it, it went all... It, look, you've got DB, linebacker, linebacker, DB, DB, linebacker, DB, DB, linebacker, before you get to a D-line. Now, the D-line played really well, but when you play Ole Miss, you have to tackle in space and out on the edge... And even when, like, Malik Heath would catch the ball or, you know, Mingo, whoever, um, where I thought the point of attack from the DBs and linebackers to get the Ole Miss skill people on the ground, because if you don't, and we all know what happens, they'll go for 30, 40, 50 yards. And that was impressive. So whatever Arnett and the crew worked on and the message got across that Mississippi State defenders had to get those guys on the ground and the fact that Judkins never got going, um, which I think was a surprise to me, Blake, and everybody else in the stadium and watching TV, which just about everybody in the state of Mississippi was watching that game and not uh, and not the NFL. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Obviously, the Tulu, uh, Will Rogers fumbles, the ball's, you know, Tracking, trending towards the sideline. You're looking at a scoop and score. Tulu comes out of nowhere and recovers it. Committing to the run in the second half uh, with Marks and Johnson. Both guys banged up, kept coming back in the game. They just stay banged up, but but give them credit. They, uh, they did what they had to do. I thought Dylan Johnson out of Greenville, Mississippi, you could argue outside the offensive line, was your um, MVP on offense. Where would you go on defense? Would you go Bookie Watson? I mean, you could go any number of guys, and I understand Tyrus Wheat had two and a half tackles for a loss and was a minutes from, you know, number two was coming off the edge, and we talked about whether or not he could play um, when he hobbled off the field against East Tennessee State. He had a hell of a ball game. But Arnett really flexed his muscles on Kiffin 
and uh, Judkins and Evans and Dart and, and holding them to 78 yards. And the defensive line did what they needed to do. And again, the, the DBs and linebackers made tackles in space and just got guys down. And that's, yeah. Blake, I mean, Ole Miss is an explosive play machine, and they were not. Yeah, 39 on, for 78. Yeah. I, 39 carries, 78 yards. 39. I, I would have lost a lot of money on that. You just can't. You can't script that any better and look i love the idea that one game is indicative of of everything right this same defense got gashed by kentucky Ole miss is a better running offense through 12 weeks than kentucky yeah Ole miss was a top five rushing offense in the country although rodriguez smoked louisville again but i, I get where you're but going. yeah for 12 for 12 games kentucky was not as good of a rushing team yeah offensively especially with the three-headed monster of evans judkins and dart Mississippi State stuffed them. They stopped them. And to me, we we talked about this in the in the break. Who's the offensive MVP? I think you can say Dylan Johnson. He had 20 total touches, 12 carries, 8 catches. Jaquavius Marks had 14 carries, 1 catch. Both of them were phenomenal. When you get your running backs the ball 26 times on the ground and they can be efficient, both of them over 5 yards per carry, that's huge. But that rush defense for Mississippi State, that's the difference. Because you kept Ole Miss off the field and you made them have to throw the ball. And Thursday... And Dart, by the way, played well. But Thursday, they couldn't get the passing game to work He for just him. couldn't... Uh, well, first of all, they didn't get the explosive play. Correct. He was yeah. completing the passes, but the receivers were Correct. not running for another 25 yards. Or when they had open space, they didn't I catch I actually it. thought Dart looked really, really, really good. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. But... They didn't get the explosive plays through the passing game, and they didn't get it through the running game. Um, and for Will Rogers to to not play well, and you still you know find a way to win, and, and I don't know what that's going to look like going forward, but um, that that was a tough deal, and the defense continued to bail the offense out. Yeah, throughout the evening, you went almost two full quarters without scoring. Yeah, you scored at the eleven and change mark in the first quarter. And you scored with pennies on the clock in the second quarter. That's that's who your offense has been on the road. Well, yeah, you've averaged 17 points a game. And you had a chance to score a lot more, but um, you can't fumble on the one-yard line. But bottom line is they won, and, and man, they had some guys step up and play well. Ole Miss had had the, the golden egg for two years. Back against the wall for Leach on the road. Kiffin had pulled the game at home two of the first three years. Have y'all noticed that's what a recipe for success that is? Mm -hmm. Remember Jackie Sherrill? Just lined up for him. But, I mean, he took advantage of it, right? I mean, Jackie Sherrill, 91, at home. So he starts off what? Two and one. Dan Mullen had the game at home. Starts off two and one. Kiffin. Um, so it's all about, you know, when you come in, do you host the Egg Bowl? Everything had trended towards Kiffin. He had avoided Georgia. He gets Vandy every year, which is the gift 
of all the football gods in the Southeastern Conference. And the first year he and Mike went head-to-head, the game was in Oxford. And Leach had to steal one on the road. Um, or steal one, win one on, on the road. And so now you ask the question, where is he with the fan base? Mm. Um, you're now going to go to a bowl in Florida. Um, things were up and down throughout the year. Uh, and your offense is still a little bit of a mystery. But your defense was nothing short of outstanding. And your offensive line blew Ole Miss off the ball in the second half, Crazy. running the football. Crazy. Leach committed. I don't know who got to him. Um, I would think one of the Washington State guys and just said, basically begged Mike Leach to run the ball at halftime, and he did it, and they won the game. I think if they just go, you know, 80-20, 85-15 pass, Blake, they lose the game. Probably, yeah. Because it helped keep Ole Miss's offense Will off the field. Will never looked comfortable in the pocket. Right? And yeah, and it kept Ole Miss offense off the field. True. Uh, by virtue of the opposite was Ole Miss couldn't stay on the field because their running game wasn't doing what it did. For large portions of the year, that's how they controlled the, the tempo of the game. Stay on the field longer. Even though they had explosive plays and they were good at that, they were also great at chewing up the ground and running for five or six yards of carry. And it was in this game, it was the state running backs who ran for five or six yards a carry. Yeah, we didn't know that we would be talking about Marks and Johnson because Judkins was the talk of the town, and then Evans was also. And, and Dart was not comfortable you know, running around, trying to get to the edge and make things happen because Arnett had an unbelievable game plan. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Yes, so Freeze also hosted the game. So... Jackie went two and one. Um, Mullen went three and zero. Oh. Freeze went two and one out of the gate, and Kiffin went two and one out of the gate. It sure is good to host that game your first year as head coach. When you ask the question though about Mike Leach and where he is with the fan base, don't get it twisted. Thursday didn't buy him. Next Thursday, you better win it again next year at home. And I know that's three hundred sixty-five days away, but it bought Mike Leach a cushion that he did not have in the first three years. Right. That cushion is not Taj Mahal fat. That sucker's still pretty thin. You're going to have to, as you said, improve the offense okay, going well, into next year. I'll flip it on you. With one of the toughest schedules in the country, they finished eight he and went four. eight and four, yep. and they're going to go to a Florida Bowl. And their only bad loss was Kentucky. And they they don't have any explosiveness on offense in year three, but some they of were that, able to find a way. Some of that's coaching, though, right? Well, it's recruiting. And um, and then their defense was just stingy enough, you know, to to get you where you wanted to go. And now both schools took advantage of a down SEC West. Um, Auburn and A and M fell apart, and Arkansas didn't really have any. They just never found any yeah. juice throughout the year. Yeah, you know. Well, that KJ missing three games over the season killed them. Yeah, they were they were never consistent. You know, A and M lost because of the fumble, and then Missouri they didn't show up. But then you beat, they beat Ole Miss. But to go four and zero against A and M and Auburn, that's the story of the West. That Mississippi State and Ole Miss went four and zero against A and M and Auburn. Like for Mississippi schools, that's again, it doesn't that doesn't happen? Not four and zero against those two programs. Is Res Dog back on the the pirate ship? Because he had been talking about you know 
fired. He was off. He was out on leech. And now he's telling us, uh, I told you so, on Red, the Ag Up Equipment text line. Res Dog, I think, doesn't understand the concept of, like, the full season versus the small-scale one game. Gotcha. Because Zach Arnett beat Ole Miss. He's amazing. But by virtue of that, you know, when he loses, I guess he's terrible. But Res Dog doesn't seem to understand that concept. Is Lane Kiffin staying in Oxford? He hasn't signed his extension. He's getting nine-plus million. So he got a $2 million raise out of this. And, would and you, now there's talk that he never was offered the Auburn job. There's a lot of back and forth on how far and deep the discussions went between Auburn slash John Cohen and Jimmy Sexton slash Lane Kiffin. Either way, it was a distraction the last couple of weeks. Either way, Ole Miss limped to the finish line and as Northwest Rankin Mike says on the Ag Up Equipment text line, the truth is Ole Miss was never as good as some experts said they were. The cupcake schedule finally came to an end. They were a decent SEC football team. You know, we debated that all during September and October. Yep. What was it? Who I mean, are they? The four non-conference games pulling Bandy in Kentucky and Auburn before getting anybody else. What would that look like? Who were they really? And at the end of the day, eight and four is a phenomenal record in Oxford. Okay. Uh, and in Starkville and in Columbia, South Carolina and Fayetteville, Arkansas. I, I like to bunch those four teams together. You may, yeah. you may want to throw Tennessee in there. They'll probably come back to life with Hendon Hooker gone. But those those teams are are capable of almost beating anybody because they've got really good athletes and so on, and they're committed some more than others. Um, but they're also in a land far, far away from Georgia, Bama, and LSU. <laughs> yes. Is that is that fair? Yes, yes. Okay. So out of bounds, ESPN one hundred five nine the zone. Um, at the end of the day, Ole Miss was an eight and four team with. One of the best schedules that I've ever, ever, ever seen as far as SEC West. If if you flip flop Bandy and Georgia, it's nine and three and seven and five. No question. Also, how much of the fan base did Kiffin lose with the last couple of weeks and some of his antics on Twitter, the way they played? They played a they played a fantastic game against Bama. Other than that, November was a big old steaming pile of cow manure. Yeah, as Dave Bartu does his analytics ratings and his efficiency numbers, they went from a top 20 offensive-defensive efficiency team to outside the top 40s going into the Egg Bowl. I'd argue, looking at Egg Bowl numbers, they probably continued to go backwards. I mean, the red zone efficiency was atrocious Thursday. It was. It so, was kicking field goals and, and not then, even scoring and then yeah. going for it on fourth down yeah. and not getting it. Now their fan base, I get it, you know, is like, hey, take the points. Well, it, it's 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 raining. You're at home. Uh, you're the better and team. Early in on, he decided I want points. Yeah. I don't know why he decided that time not to do it. You were the better team all first half. If you continue to just accrue points, the theory is that state can't mount as much of a comeback. And they made Will Rogers super uncomfortable. For for all but like three drives, that's correct. That it, He looked uncomfortable for all but three drives. And and so I agree. Here's what I would say about Lane Kiffin and losing the fan base. 
if he does sign the contract, which again he hasn't signed, and I'll have to ask you to explain the eight years for people as well. If he does sign the contract and he does come back, I'd like to reference his counterpart on the baseball diamond, Mike Bianco, who also flirted with a suitor and came back. If you come back and win, nobody cares. No question. Here's the deal for next year. They drop Kentucky and add Georgia Uh at Georgia. Uh Uh-oh. And Kiffin avoided Georgia his first three years. Mike got Georgia twice. Yep. That is a whole different ball game when you drop Kentucky at home and you play at Georgia next year. Yeah, I've been there. It's not a fun place to play. I have too. It's a wonderful (laughs) place to eat and drink and hang out. And it's a super cool campus. They will eat you alive. They And now that Kirby has put that thing on steroids, like I never thought that they would get there. Even worse. They just had too much Texas Longhorns in them. Yeah. They were too worried about the martinis and the music and the next cool band to come out of Athens and all that. Alabama doesn't care about their food on Friday night. They don't care about what band broke out of T-Town. They care about one thing, recruiting and winning. Yep. And I didn't think that Georgia would ever be able to make that transition, Blake, because I always called them the yeah. Mart- When I've been over there, they were the martini clappers. Yeah. Hey, this is fun. We roll up. We wake up every morning. We know we're going to win eight or nine games a year. And that's just kind of who we are. And we're going to go listen to REM or whatever. Yeah. But they, they hired yeah. the closest thing to say. Or go eat, you know, shrimp and grits and drink martinis and da-da-da. And Kirby Smart was like, Kirby Smart basically told him, look, I eat Wendy's cheeseburgers, and I don't think about that, yeah. and all I do is recruit yeah. and win. He's, oh no, he is the closest. It's, it. it's surprising because when he went to Georgia, we all wondered what would he be like as a head coach because no one's replicated Saban. Even Dabo hasn't been able to replicate Saban the way Saban has sure. done Saban. Different deal because they're in Georgia with 11 million people. But, but the point is, is Kirby has said, look, we are going to do it the Alabama way, and we're going to win games the Alabama way, and you're going to get in line or you're going to get off the train. And it's worked. When all you talk about, like like Georgia, when all you talk about is the party and the food and the music, you're not committed. Here's the deal. I've been to Tuscaloosa a million times. My dad went to school there, all that. They don't care about any of that. Nope. They don't care about the new place that's doing super culinary tacos and this and that. (laughs) They care about the, the 10th grade class right now. Yep. The 2026 class, or whatever that would be, yeah. um, in recruiting, and how many damn players they can they can sign. Yeah. Kirby Smart yep. did that at Georgia. Yep, absolutely. They Texas, yeah. I, I don't think Texas will ever get there unless they find a coach like we're describing. Yep. And by the way, can you imagine if Clemson was in the SEC West? I mean, I talk about how tough our programs are, Mississippi State and Ole Miss where they swim, shark-infested waters, the most brutal division in all of college football. It's better than the next best division by 100,000 miles. Correct. Our, our programs are so much tougher than all these other programs that game day puts well, in their tier. Look at Ohio State. They were exposed. They've looked, they've looked amazing all year. Clemson in the – well, first of all, in the SEC East. But Clemson in the SEC West yeah. is 7-5 and five this year? Oklahoma. They're the same. Oklahoma will show They're us in what for Clemson a rude could be. Awakening. I think Oklahoma and Clemson would be the exact same thing. So when we see Oklahoma come in they're, and they're losing to those teams, it'll be the same as what Clemson would do. 
in my opinion, Blake, they would be more Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Clemson and Oklahoma. Yep. I know we'll find out. Yep. But Clemson and Oklahoma Ab- would be more MSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina than yes. Georgia, Bama, LSU. In terms of like SEC future things, the one question I get asked more than anything else is what is the schedule going to look like both in like format and with Oklahoma and Texas coming, what will they look like? And I tell people all the time, Texas has a shot to be good, but they're so inconsistent. Oklahoma is going to be state and Ole Miss. Can they put together a 9-3? and three? Can they have a chance to go 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two at the end of the year with a game or two left? Sure. Will they go 6-6? Six and six? Absolutely. They are going to be Mississippi State Ole Miss more than anything else. Yeah. I'm 100% with you. Real quick before we go to hey, the Hey, what if Mississippi State plays Notre Dame? I don't think they've ever played Notre Dame, Blake, but you can correct me during the break or somebody can on the Ag Up Equipment text line. But what if they pull Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl? I think that'd be awesome. I'm all for fun matchups in bowl games no matter what. Okay. Um, real quick, Lane Kiffin has not signed this extension, but can you talk to people about the extension being quote-unquote eight years and how that's possible in a four-year contract Because state? they ran it through the private foundation. And um, here's what people don't realize, and this is typical that uh, you know, Ole Miss led the way on this. Um, the four-year deal has done way more good, way more good yep. than harm or bad to both universities. And so now that Ole Miss went down this rabbit hole, and may or may not have had to do it, but they did. Um, so now that they're running this this massive mega four-year rollover, eight-year contract through their private foundation, you know what's going to happen. Mississippi State will have to, their coaches slash agents will ask for the same thing. And also keep an eye on baseball for this thing too. Uh, because if you win, whoever your baseball coach is, whether it's Lamonis or Bianco or whoever's next, is going to look into that. I don't think you'll go that road route in basketball unless like one of these two coaches goes to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, but it had helped you so much more than it had hurt you and saved you tens of millions of dollars. And people read the tea leaves wrong on this. Not surprising. Um, so now that you're locking that up, it is going to be interesting to see how much Leach pushes for this one. And does this trickle out or into some other sports, especially baseball? That's the one that where would, some, some yeah. guys go to the table and go, Hey, I'm under four years. I Maybe you don't give me eight, but I want my contract shifted through the foundation. And I at least want six, six years. Yeah. Or Absolutely. seven, you know, whatever. So, um, I exp- that it was, it was a, uh, it's a desperate Nifty move. workaround. Yeah, they're trying to make a huge play. Right. Is he worth eight years, nine million to Ole Miss? Well, nobody, yes and no. Yes, yes. He. I mean, he has re-energized the fan base big time, uh, especially up until three weeks ago at, at a uh, kind of a Hugh Freeze-esque level. By the way, what's going on with Hugh Freeze and Auburn? Oh, what are we going to do with Hugh? Talented as a coach, you know, relatability to players. Another guy who can't stay on Twitter. And he can't stop DMing people. You know, a sexual harassment victim at Liberty, just don't DM her. You're probably the Auburn coach today. Now, some people are going conspiracy theory that Cohen floated it 
for that all to surface so that he could go another direction. But what direction is that? Does he circle back to Lane? Probably not. Or is it Jeff Brom from Purdue? And here's the problem for Auburn fans. They don't know who Jeff Brom is. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN.